What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 10,000 podcast. We're so excited to be back for season four. We took a little break, but we are back. I'm joined, as always, with our lead pastor, Matt Wolf, and I am your new associate pastor, officially, Sawyer Trapp. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm so glad you're joining us. Um, yeah, we uh, took off this summer. We've had just so many things going on, I'm sure, as you have as well, but we are glad to be back now that everybody's getting back into the school kind of stuff and the fall weather mm-hmm. is here this week here in Colorado. You know, we got dumped on with some <laughs> snow, which is crazy for yeah. the beginning of September, but we're ready to start this new season together. That's right. And I, I'm really excited what we're talking about. We're recording this a bit in advance. Matt is heading off for a little bit of time off, but we will be starting a new series called At Our Core, which is launching our new core values of what make up our church. That's right. This is a big thing for us. You know, our church has had three different sets of yeah. values like that had been put into our bylaws, enshrined in our bylaws, and we're just simplifying it. And we're saying, hey, let's take the best of these three things, combine it, update some of the language, clarify some things, and let's have one set of values to move forward as a church. Because values are so important because... In order to really figure out how to do church, how to do life, what it means to follow Jesus here in our church, Mm -hmm. values help because there are hundreds and thousands and millions of different things that we all interact with during our days and weeks in life, our 10,000 hours, right? Right. And you would have to make thousands and thousands of rules to tell people (laughs) how to do each thing, right? That's right. Like, even, even just talking about church, like, where do you park? Where do you come into church? How do you interact with people? What do you talk? Uh, do you sit? Do you stand? How do you sing? Do you, you yeah. fill in the See, blank? You could make thousands of rules, yeah. or you can have a very clear, short set of values. Yeah. And they won't cover, of course, everything, but these set of values kind of shows what are the main pillars of our church, and they kind of help us distinguish and make decisions on our own. Right. These are helpful for decision-making at a church level when we're looking at, hey, should we do this ministry or not? Mm -hmm. They're helpful at an individual level. Okay, what should I do here or not? How do I do it? These seven values we hope will start to shape behavior in our church. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even beyond the people in our church, like people looking on the outside, maybe people even checking out our church, like this is going to be one of the prominent things that they look at and say, oh, this is what our church, or this is what this church is all about. Yeah, so there are some things that set us apart from different churches, mm-hmm. and other things that are, yeah, they're pretty similar to other churches, but we want to make sure that this is solid and we never move from it. Yeah. You know, uh, Peter Drucker, the old leadership guru, said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> okay, because the culture of a church, an organization, a family, um, all determine how people live. So we have these cultural values, these core values in our mm-hmm. head, 
but when they're not expressed and written and clear, people all have their own different values, right? <laughs> right. Okay, they're coming from different countries, different states. You know, in, in Nebraska, Nebraska nice is literally <laughs> a thing. You're always nice no matter what. You're nice to people. But do you meet a New Yorker? have a little bit different cultural value, right? right? Nice is not the most important thing, right? <laughs> I think it's efficiency. Yeah, efficiency <laughs> is the most important thing because there's so many people, and I'm like, I'm never going to see you again in my life, even though we live right next down the street from each other. Right. Um, so it's different cultural values. So when everybody comes together from different nations, different nationalities, different uh, ethnicities, whatever it is, we want to establish what those cultural values are. So maybe some of you are leading right now and you're part of an organization or leading an organization or even just part of a family. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to have a set of values and say these are the things we think are the most important right and i I think that's a good a good piece that you just brought up we're not saying like these are exhaustive but these are the most important things these are the things that we're going the the pillars i like it how you said that these are holding up what we're going to be what the organization is going to be what our church is going to be maybe what your family is going to be right we're declaring that these are the things that matter and we've worked a lot to write down these these values and work on the words, mm-hmm. word smithing, you know, <laughs> just like to make sure the words are absolutely right, um, because words create worlds. I there don't even know who first said that, but it's true that the more we talk and the language we use shape the way we think mm-hmm. about things. So we need um, these words to create our worlds, and that's what we're doing here in our church. So you can take that principle of creating culture values, and like I said, apply it to your business or to your family. Like, mm-hmm. it might be helpful, like, hey, here's four cultural values for our family put them up like <laughs> i don't even know on your refrigerator talk about them and like well that's not what we do as a family mm-hmm. this is what we do and it helps um, with a lot of different situations yeah definitely so w- the first one that i covered in my message on, on sunday we're recording it ahead of time <laughs> but if you're listening to this that it has already been taught and and we encourage you to maybe go pause this right now mm-hmm. and go back and listen to that and that first core value is transformational teaching, transformational teaching, because here at our church, we teach God's word relevantly and accurately to transform lives. There you go. Um, We teach God's word accurately and relevantly to transform lives. And that's what we mean. Like, so when we're teaching, we're talking about what's like the foundation of what we teach. And it's not just my preaching, Mm -hmm. but it's also what you do, Sawyer. Right. It's also what I do with our students on Wednesday. It's what Ariel does with our kids' ministry. It's what we do in our community groups. Yep. It's All those will be classified as teaching. Yeah, and all of that teaching comes from one source. Right. God's Word. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're establishing. Like, There's a lot of good things to teach in our world. Yeah, 100%. Psychology, sociology, <laughs> education. You know, you can get Even a, math. Even math. <laughs> even math. Maybe that's not Sawyer and I's strong suit. But yeah, there's so many good things. There's good books. There's self-help books. We're not saying any of those are bad necessarily, but what we're saying mm-hmm. is as a church, we put God's word first. Right. And with that, we teach it accurately and relevantly. And in the message, I went into some more details of what that means, that it's truthful to what God has said, mm-hmm. but it's also presented in a way that people can understand today. Right. And, th- and that balance is so important. Yes. It's having yeah. both. It's, yeah. yeah. It's being accurate. It's being uh, on top of what the text is saying, but yeah. it doesn't just stay there. It has to also apply to our lives. It's got to be understood by yeah. people. Um, for what they're living through. So accurately and relevantly to transform lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what we kind of wanted to focus on in this episode, to transform lives. So how do we go from God's Word, uh, what we see as our English Bible, mm-hmm. you know, how do we go from that to a transformed life? Right. So how do you do it? <laughs> oh, I took it as rhetorical. <laughs> but yeah, l- yeah, let's dive in. Let's do it. Um, just some 
preliminary thoughts, I would say I think it's really easy when we hear over and over and over again that as followers of Jesus, we need to read our Bible. That so much it gets to a point where like, yeah, yeah, I know, read my Bible, and then it just stops there. Yes. And then we get a week down the road, months down the road, and the Bible has stayed on the shelf. Your Bible app is really low on your app usage. (laughs) And I'm, I'm saying this to me as much as it is to any of us. And we hear it over and over again, but we forget that we're actually called to engage God's Word. And we yeah. do that not only by listening to teaching yep. on a Sunday or mm-hmm. on your, you know, in your community group or whatever that looks like, but also that we have access to God's Word at any time. Yes, which is incredible. Which is incredible because that has only been, that has only existed perhaps for, you know, like 400 years or so by, well, we won't get into a history lesson, but <laughs> I think if we have that available to us, it's engaging so many different parts of our life if we actually read it. Mm-hmm. If we actually read it. So maybe the first step is, for someone listening right now, yeah. is, is to create a habit. Yeah, there you and go. Habits are hard things mm-hmm. to create wholesale. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast a lot, actually. I, I love habits. I've read a bunch of books <laughs> on habits. I'm currently reading a new one. Um, it, it's about self-control. It's called Your Future Self Will Thank You. Well, that's a good title. That's a good title. Yeah. Uh, I think the author's Drew Dick. Okay. Um, and, and it's really good because it's a biblical perspective on this idea of habits. Right. Habits are hard to make wholesale. Like, just like, I'm going to start a new habit tomorrow. But what you can do is add to your normal habits and, and tweak them a little bit. Unpack that a little bit. So um, you already have a habit that every morning you wake up and do something, Okay. Um, and whatever that first thing is you do every day, what if you change that? Or what do you add to it? So if your first thing is you get up and you make coffee um, and you're just drowsy, what if you, you not only make your coffee, but then you're like, I'm going to sit down for five minutes. Five minutes. That's mm-hmm. a pretty simple way to start, right? I'm going to start out for five minutes every day and I'm going to read something from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that add to it. Or every morning, like I, I have my, my normal routine, I go out for my jog. Okay, well, you're already jogging. That's a great habit to have. Yeah. Some of you are like, I wish I had that. <laughs> but if that's already your habit, what if you're like, while I'm jogging, for the first five minutes of my jog, I'm going to listen to God's Word. Mm-hmm. You know, the YouVersion Bible app has the audio. Yeah, it'll read to you. It'll read to you. It's <laughs> incredible. There's even, like, music and, like, sound effects. Have mm-hmm. you listened to it before? So I like, have, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like, it's, it's incredible that we, we have right now. Um so you're like, I'm going to take an existing habit and add to it. Or every morning, I have to commute to work. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you are maybe less Maybe the commute right is now. just to your office down in the, in the basement. But. Right, yeah. <laughs> so whatever is your normal routine, do it. You know, 40% of our lives, I've heard, are habits. We don't even think about what we do 40% of the time. We just do wow. it. So what if you add to that just one little thing? Mm. Start with one little thing, and that might be, like, like we said, the five minutes, the seven minutes of reading the Bible. Yeah. So uh, I want you guys to think about that. Maybe pause this podcast right now and think about what's your Bible habit that you're going to start today yep. or tomorrow. <laughs> today. Don't today. start tomorrow. <laughs> Don't give them an out. Well, if it's in the first thing in the morning, they might need to wait till tomorrow. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but w- what are you going to do? Um, in the new version Bible app, there's some great um, plans mm-hmm. for reading. Do you, do you follow one of those, Sawyer? Yeah, so I, I was doing a... Um, I started it with uh, a discipleship group I was a part of. We did uh, the New Testament, the Psalms, and Proverbs, mm-hmm. and I just about wrapped that up. And then I've just started a couple of new ones. One's kind of on 
Um, the idea of peace in the Bible, it's called the Patterns of Peace. Okay. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It kind of jumps around, but yeah, has a lot of good content in there. Yeah, one of my favorite ones that I recommend to everybody is called, the, I think it's the 5x5x5 five by five by five Discipleship um, Reading Plan. It's, okay. it's in there, and it's through the New Testament in one year. Okay. And it literally, it's like one chapter a day. Mm-hmm. You read one chapter a day, five days a week. Okay, so you don't even have to do anything Saturday go. or Sunday. You got the weekend off. It's your <laughs> habit for your normal weekday routine, mm-hmm. and you read it one chapter a day. And over the course of the year, you'll read through the entire New Testament. There you go, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing I'd encourage you to do: start that habit. Okay, but how does that actually transform your life? I think that that's when we get into the application piece. Okay, because it's one thing to be engaged in the Word and re- reading it and yep. hearing it on a Sunday or whenever you listen to the message. But for often, many of us, it stays there. Right. What I've been trying to do, uh, and this is a kind of a practice that I picked up, um, actually, pretty much when we started COVID, is I, I just felt like disconnected and um, church was, I mean, it was, we were doing it fully online, so it felt very disjointed from like my experience of church. So I really had to struggle to engage with watching church online because I was editing all the services and everything, and I was yeah. like, man, this feels so weird. Uh-huh. When I would listen to the messages, I would pick one thing, hmm. and it might have been something you said or something that was in my head, because even as much as we're, we're all listening to you when you preach, we all have the inner monologue going on sure. there. And just to pick one thing, and just for that week, mm-hmm. try to do whatever that thing was. Okay. So, you know, maybe from this message, you're hearing, you know, I need to get in the Word more. So doing that for a week. Yeah. And then the next week, maybe you have something new, or maybe that sticks with you enough. Maybe I need to keep working on that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just started calling it my takeaway. Yeah. My takeaway. And yeah. I'm listening, looking for that takeaway, and then there's that one thing mm-hmm. that I try to hold myself to throughout the week. Yeah. And it's that repetition of saying, okay, what's, what's the takeaway for this week? And then I try it. Yeah. And those can become habits over time, but if nothing else, I have one thing that I'm working on that week in order to help myself go deeper, to engage God with my 10,000 minutes. So hmm, That's good. So what's the one takeaway? And that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. John Piper, who's just a brilliant theologian, mm-hmm. right? He even says that when you read the Bible, take one thing away from it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's simple. He's brilliant, knows the whole Bible <laughs> way better than any of us has a Ph.D. from Germany in theology, right? right? Brilliant. Um, he says, just take one thing. And I think that's such good advice, whether it's from the message or mm-hmm. from your Bible reading. Yeah. If you're saying, hey, what's the one thing I either learned today or I want to apply to my life today? Right. Or a question I have based on this, what's one thing that I can take? So what's my one takeaway? I think that's a great way to approach it. Yeah, because yeah, I think it can, be so, it can be so easy for us to be like, okay, it, we have this value of transformational teaching. Mm-hmm. We we maybe envision or see the life that God wants for us and has for us, and that's exciting. But it also can be really daunting of yeah. saying, "Man, that's where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm at right now." Sure. But I think that that mentality of just one thing, one takeaway, but done over and over again over time, transformation is going to happen. For sure. Yeah, because yeah, you let God's Word sink into you. Right. Like So those habits of worshiping weekly, mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm going to worship weekly. I'm going to hear God's Word that's that's preached yeah. um, once a week. Even if I'm not there, I'm, you know, <laughs> I've got this subscribed to the podcast or whatever. I'm going to worship weekly, and I'm going to apply it. 
I'm going to develop some disciplines in my life. So at least during the weekdays, five days a week, mm-hmm. I'm reading God's Word. I'm going to take away one thing. If you did that, so that's six things you could take away in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're just taking those in your life, man, you're going to change a ton. Absolutely. It's going to absolutely alter and transform your life. So what's the latest takeaway for you, for you Sawyer? Well, I was trying to think of one that would be for your message in the future, but I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> yeah. Recently, uh, actually last night, so we're recording this on a Thursday, I had our turbulence, and it was <laughs> it was one of the things that, you know, like, it's really interesting if, as you plan a message, um, you as much preach it to yourself as you're planning it sure. when you actually give it. Yep. Um, and it was just, it was focused on the idea of identity and our identity in Christ that it is the most important thing about us. Yeah. And one of the things that I ended up saying that was like, after I said it, I was like, oh, where, where, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. That if, um, if our identity in Christ isn't something that we're living out, then it's a false identity. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if our identity in Christ is, isn't something that we're living out, it's a false identity. And I was like, man, if somebody looked at my life and, and the things that I do, the things that I identify with, who I am, like when nobody's watching or even when people are watching, like would people think that my identity in Christ is the most important thing about me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was, it just kept coming up as I kept preaching and, and in discussion groups. And when I was driving home from the church, I was like, man, is my identity in Christ a false identity or is it really who I am? Mm-hmm. And so that's sticking with me. That's challenging. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah, so just take one thing. This morning in my Bible reading, mm-hmm. I read Second Timothy 3, which mm-hmm. is what our passage was on. And Intentionally or did it just happen? It was intentional. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> I was like, man, context, God is really working now. <laughs> the, the, ver- the verse 15 right before our passage talks about how Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, you were taught the scriptures from infancy, mm. which is interesting. So he had a mother and a grandmother who mm-hmm. passed on yep. faith to him. And from infancy. And I just thought, hey, I have two infant twins and yeah. a three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. What we teach and talk about now can impact their entire mm-hmm. future. And I just was kind of reconvicted of that. Like, Instead of saying, hey, once they're older, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it starts in infancy. Right. Um, so that was just a challenging word to me. I, w- I want to just apply that even more as a, as a dad. Yeah. So, and, and circling back, that might that might move to be one of those family values that you have is that we that we value uh, you know teaching the word even from infancy you know even from infancy you don't yeah. have to wait until they're old enough to read an essay or write an essay you know that's right so so yeah what's what's your one takeaway if you're listening to this right now maybe you have a great takeaway you want to share with us maybe you have a habit that you've developed we'd like to hear from you yeah um, what are some ways that you have allowed god's word to transform your life we'd like to hear if there's an example if there's a story uh, we would love to hear those from you um so and you can email us at s trap at stapleton church.com that's mm-hmm. trap with two p's to sawyer and and he'll forward it to me yeah if you want mine's m wolf at stapleton church.com pretty simple right yep uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and share your story so that maybe on next week we can share how some of you guys are um allowing god's word to transform you how you've already seen it how you're putting yourself in those positions mm-hmm. to do that because god's word should transform us right um and that's why we teach God's Word accurately and relevantly to transform lives. That's right. Transformational teaching. That's awesome. 
Yeah. But, well, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you can subscribe to this podcast so you make sure that you get these every week. We're going to be doing them every week during this series, and we're going to be unleashing that new name for our church, and we're really excited about right. that coming up very soon, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And um, we'd love to hear from you if you have other questions that you want us to discuss about your life, about faith, about the Bible, Mm -hmm. because God's Word isn't just supposed to stay on Sundays. We're supposed to have it in all our 10,000 minutes, right? Yes, sir. All right. We will uh, talk with you next Have a good one. Matt Wolf again, lead pastor of Stapleton Church. If you have benefited at all from our ministry today, I want to encourage you to do three things. First, subscribe. Subscribe on whatever device you're using so that you can make sure that you get our messages and services every single week. The second thing I want to do is I want to get to know you. There's some people that have been joining us online this summer in the pandemic, and I still haven't had a chance to get to know you. And I care about you. I love you. I want to be your pastor. So if you could, fill out the form at stapletonchurch.com new, and I want to reach out to you personally to get to know you. Please do that. And the third thing is to give. If you have benefited from our ministry, if we have helped you take a step in your journey to follow after Jesus, please go to stapletonchurch.com give and set up a recurring gift to our church so that it would not only support our ministry, but our ministry around the world so that you would be helped to follow Jesus and other people would be helped to follow Jesus so we can multiply our effectiveness in this world. Please go to stapletonchurch.com give and I will see you next week.